Welcome into Fanball's Fantasy Football Sunday. I am your host, Steven Serna. Thank you guys for joining us. You can hear us every Sunday at 9 a.m. We try to help you get your lineup set ahead of a long NFL Sunday. Protein House, eat with the purpose, text line 69306. You can text in your lineup questions. I will try to answer them to the best of my ability throughout the show. Coming up about 15 minutes, we'll be joined by Brian Johnson of Fanball.com to get us up to date on all the NFL storylines, including my guy Lamar Jackson. We will talk about him here in just a few minutes. And coming up at 10 o'clock, my guy Jay Binkley takes over, and he's got you going until 1130, where you can then hear the pregame of the of that specific game, the Raiders and the Ravens, that I am very juiced for today. But let's go ahead and get into some of these matchups. I'm a little rusty, in case you haven't uh, been able to tell. I was just on vacation for the past week. First time I was taking vacation in a really long time. It was fantastic. I am very happy to be back, though. So, getting our matchups kicked off today is the Jacksonville Jaguars at the Buffalo Bills. And, listen, I've been trashing the Buffalo Bills all season, but their defense is actually pretty good. Uh, Their pass defense, specifically. Uh, So, you really shouldn't start any Jags pass catcher anyways, whether it be D.D. Westbrook, Keelan Cole, who's like not even barely even getting any snaps anymore, but uh, D.J. Chark's not expected to play in this one. And Dante Moncrief. Like, you just shouldn't start any Jags pass catcher because since Leonard Fournette came back, he's getting an insane amount of touches per game. They That game against Pittsburgh a couple weeks ago, I don't think Leonard, I don't think they passed like at all in the first half because Leonard Fournette was just running on every single play. So expect a huge workload from him. Buffalo is a a pretty solid run defense, but I I still like Fournette's potential in this game because he's just going to get more work than any running back in the NFL. So he should be locked into your lineups, but you shouldn't play Blake Bortles the rest of the season because with Leonard Fournette there, we know he's just not going to pass the football. As far as the uh, Buffalo Bills go, you shouldn't start any Buffalo Bills. Uh, you just shouldn't. Jacksonville's only given up four rushing touchdowns this season. Their only fantasy starter really is LaShawn McCoy, and he's not really a starter because this is just a brutal matchup, and I'm I'm just not going to waste any time on the Buffalo Bills wide receivers. <laughs> the Cleveland Browns at the Cincinnati Bengals. Baker Mayfield thrown for multiple passing scores in four straight games. The Bengals are giving up over 300 passing yards per game and almost two touchdowns through the air. Absolutely love my guy Baker this week. He should be locked into your lineup. If he's going to have a monster game, it's certainly going to be against a Cincinnati defense. It's one of the worst in the NFL, and they're going to get even worse today because they've got multiple defensive starters who aren't expected to play. Drake Kirkpatrick's probably going to be out in this one. That means former Chief. Kavari Russell, who you probably don't even remember as being a former chief, but he did have a cup of coffee here in Kansas City, will probably get the start for Drake Patrick. So I'm taking the Browns. I like a lot of their players today, including Jarvis Landry, including David Njoku. And if David Njoku's ever going to do anything, I know he's been kind of a disappointment this season, but the tight end position as a whole is absolute trash. So anybody who's getting a reasonable amount of targets is a starting tight end in your fantasy lineup. And this is a very good matchup for David Njoku. So I like David Njoku a lot. And Nick Chubb should absolutely be locked into your lineup. He's just getting all of the rushing for the Cleveland Browns right now. And he's and he's done a lot 
with those opportunities. So Nick Chubb should absolutely be locked in your lineup. And Duke Johnson, uh, since uh, Freddie Kitchens took over as offensive coordinator, Duke Johnson's been much more involved in the passing game, been much more involved in the offense as a whole. And I do like Duke Johnson today, although the Bengals, if they've done anything well, they've actually been pretty good against pass-catching running backs. And Jarvis Landry, who's been a pretty big disappointment so far this year, got a very good matchup, however. Slot receivers had a ton of success against the Bengals. They are bottom five in every statistical category against slot receivers. So I do like Jarvis Landry as well. As far as the Bengals go, they're not really expecting A.J. Green to go. He was. they. There was some doubt as to whether or not he was going to play. They had him listed as questionable all week. Then they downgraded him to doubtful. Sounds like A.J. Green is out in this one. Tyler Boyd has really struggled without A.J. Green in the lineup, but he's still getting a ton of targets so you probably don't have anybody better who's going to get more of a target share on their team than Tyler Boyd. So that means he should still be in your lineup. And it's still a favorable matchup against an exploitable Browns secondary. Uh, John Ross is another guy who's going. John Ross is a flyer. Like you could, you could try to convince yourself as to why John Ross has a ton of potential and why he should be locked into your lineup. But John Ross is a dart throw. And we know that because John Ross, while he may be very fast, while he may be able to stretch the field, he is injured all the time, and he's just not going to see the consistent amount of targets that you need. So I don't like John Ross that much, but if you're desperate, you could take a fly on him. And I don't like Andy Dalton at all because we know Andy Dalton's just not very good without A.J. Green in the lineup. That being said, I do like Joe Mixon a lot today. He's uh, struggled a little bit lately, but he had back-to-back really tough matchups against some of the better run defenses in the NFL. And uh, Hugh Jackson's going to be on the other side coaching defense for whatever reason or, or just trying to help the Bengals cheat, I guess, because that's basically what it is, right? We haven't spent enough time talking about that. Hugh Jackson's over here just trying to help the Bengals cheat against the Browns. But I do like Mixon a lot today. The uh, The Browns have really struggled against the run this season, and Joe Mixon is a workhorse caliber running back. So get Joe Mixon into your lineup. Outside of that, I don't really like any other Cincinnati Bengals today. <laughs> New England Patriots at the Jets Roll your Patriots out We know the Patriots just own the Jets And they're well rested Love Brady in this one for him to bounce back He's had a pretty slow year uh, Love Josh Gordon, love Sony Michelle Love Rob Gronkowski who's expected to be back from injury Like Julian Edelman a lot too But uh, Julian Edelman actually uh, kind, of, kind of a weird thing uh, he has not scored against the Jets in like five years. He just, he just hasn't scored a touchdown against the Jets specifically. Um, but I, I do like him to get into the end zone today, I think. Uh, they've allowed multiple passing touchdowns in five of their last six games. And uh, the Jets are quietly good against pass-catching running backs. So, so while this on paper looks like a good matchup for James White, uh, due to game flow, it might be more of a Sony Michelle game. So I would temper expectations a little bit for James White, but I still think James White should be in your lineup in all season long formats. Uh, as far as the Jets go, I don't really have much for the Jets. I, I hate Isaiah Crowell. Since that 200-yard game, he's been one of the worst running backs in the NFL. And I want them to give more work to Elijah McGuire because I think he is just the better player. So I'm hoping that happens today. I'm hoping that they get down big and they get down early and they have to resort to passing because there is no Sam Darnold in this one. It's Josh McCown. And so we know that Josh McCown, while he's not a very good quarterback, he has been prone to put up numbers through the air occasionally over the years. So I do like Elijah McGuire today. If you are absolutely desperate, I think Elijah McGuire is going to get a lot of work in the passing game. And I don't hate Chris Herndon because we know the tight end position 
is just absolutely terrible. And he's one of their biggest targets right now. As far as the wide receivers go, I don't like a single just wide receiver. And there's really no case you can make as to why you should. (laughs) The New York Giants at the Philadelphia Eagles. I really like this game. I was just telling my guy Dusty Likens how much I love this game. I think Eli Manning is actually a lock in your lineup today. That sounds crazy, I know, but I am starting Eli Manning in multiple daily lineups today because the Eagles are on like their fifth and sixth starting cornerbacks. So I actually love this matchup for fantasy purposes. The Eagles were practicing wide receivers in their secondary this week because they didn't have enough bodies to just play corner (laughs) during practice. Uh, so this could this has potential to be Eli Manning's best game of the season. Odell's clearly locked into your lineup. Saquon is clearly locked into your lineup. And I also really like Sterling Shepard today. Uh, Sterling Shepard's been really bad so far this season. Hasn't done much considering he's supposed to be like a focal point of this offense as the number two wide receiver to Odell Beckham. But I do like the matchup for him today because I just don't think the Eagles are going to be able to stop anybody. They are still a very good run defense up front. They still have a ton of talent up front. So it might be tougher for Saquon Barkley to find the rushing lanes, but he's obviously going to be active in the passing game, and he obviously has to be a must-start in your lineup. The Eagles have actually been spectacular against tight ends this season, so I don't love Evan Ingram, and Evan Ingram's been a huge disappointment. Even when he came back from injury, like I, I don't know if he's just not healthy or what it is, but it just doesn't seem like he's even involved in the offense. And last week, he, was, he, he didn't even get that many snaps, so I don't know if he's just not healthy right now or if they just don't like what he is doing on the field. But I don't think you should start Evan Ingram in any format today, especially in a very tough matchup. I love Carson Wentz for the Eagles, of course. Do bounce back this week. He scored three touchdowns against them earlier this year. Giants have been pretty good against wide receivers, but the Eagles are in desperation mode. Love Alshon this week. Carved him up earlier this year. I also like Golden Tate. Uh, He didn't... No Eagles wide receiver really had a good game last week, but Golden Tate actually quietly led the team in targets, catches, and yards. So I actually like Golden Tate. They're continuing to try to find ways to use him and get him involved. Zach Ertz is obviously a lock in your lineup. And I love, love, love Josh Adams this week. Um, Dusty Likens was just telling me, and Jay Binkley was just telling me that our guy Paul Charchian, who you can hear with uh, Jay Binkley at 1045 today, uh, was saying that they said earlier this morning on NFL Network, the Eagles are reportedly expected to use Josh Adams as a legitimate number one running back today. That means no running back by committee, no Corey Clement, no Wendell Smallwood. It is Josh Adams' backfield today. Now, we don't know if that's actually true. Teams say things like that, and they change up the game plan all the time. But we know for a fact that Josh Adams looks like the most talented running back the Eagles have right now. So since he's took over as kind of that lead back role, He doesn't have more than nine carries in a single game because they're still kind of using a committee approach, but he's averaging over seven yards per carry. Wendell Smallwood and Corey Clement are barely averaging three yards a carry. In multiple games, they've been under three yards per carry, so he's clearly the most talented running back. If he is available in your league and you can go at him today, I am absolutely adding him. I added him in multiple fantasy lineups, and I am starting him this week, especially for Todd Gurley owners out there. If Josh Adams is available... Make sure you go out and you pick him up. <laughs> the San Francisco 49ers at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I like Nick Mullins a lot this week. Tampa might be missing three of their four best players on de- on an already terrible defense. Matt Breida, who's hurt all the time, but still somehow winds up being productive. He's coming off of a bye, so this might be the healthiest he's been all year. 
Bucks have given up 17 touchdowns to running backs this year. Brees a big time play this week. George Kittle is obviously incredible in a in a wasteland of the tight end position. George Kittle is locked into your lineup every week. Um but I don't really love any of the Tampa Bay wide receivers, even even the, or the Niners wide receivers, even though we know Tampa Bay is absolutely terrible against the position. We, their, their defense is just trash in general. Uh, but Marquise Goodwin hasn't really seen a lot of looks from Nick Mullen, so I don't like him all that much today. It doesn't seem like they have a lot of chemistry. Uh, it sounds like Pierre Garçon might not play in this one, so that means that Dante Pettis might get some more work, and he might have a little bit more chemistry with Nick Mullins, but I'm not really willing to risk a, uh, a potential playoff clinching berth on a Dante Pettis. So I'm staying away from the 49ers wide receivers, even though it does look like they have a really good matchup on paper. And if Jameis doesn't get benched in this one, he should probably be in your lineup. I heard earlier this week, according to ESPN's boomer bust algorithm, he has the highest boomer bust percentage of anyone in the history of the boomer bust algorithm, because that's just how up and down Jameis Winston's been. Uh, when he's gotten the opportunities, you know, he he can go out there and he can throw for 350 and three touchdowns, or he could get benched at halftime again because he's got four interceptions in the first half. That's just the risk you're willing to take with Jameis Winston or Ryan Fitzpatrick if one of them gets pulled. It's going to be like this every week for the rest of the season. So, I I mean, if you're desperate, pick up Jameis because he's got, he's got the potential. He's got a decent matchup as the 49ers aren't great against the passing game. So, I still like Mike Evans today. Um, and I, I, I still like... Uh, Adam Humphreys. Uh, he's been very productive when Jameis has been the starting quarterback this week. So I like Adam Humphreys a lot, and I love Cameron Brait. Uh, O.J. Howard went on IR earlier this week, and Cameron Brait has had his the best seasons of his career with Jameis Winston under center. He has been the most productive when Jameis Winston is his quarterback. So I like Cameron Brait a lot today, but I, I don't want anything to do with Peyton Barber. The 49ers have actually been quietly rock solid against the run this year, so uh, you shouldn't start... Peyton Barber in any circumstance anyways. So I don't really need to spend a lot of time on Peyton Barber. But uh, we got to hit a quick timeout here in a little bit. We'll get back to some matchups. But coming up next, we're going to speak with my guy, Brian Johnson of Fanball.com. Fanball's Fantasy Football Sunday, 610 Sports Radio. Welcome back into Fanball's Fantasy Football Sunday. I am your host, Steven Serta. Getting you ready for a long Sunday of NFL matchups. It is supposed to get pretty gross here in Kansas City here in the next couple hours. So perfect perfect time for you to uh, get locked into your couch and get your fantasy lineup set. Protein House Heat with the purpose. Text line 69306. Text in your lineup questions and I will try to answer them throughout the show. But right now, we are joined by my guy, Brian Johnson of Fanball.com. You can follow him on Twitter, at BTXJ. How are we doing this morning, Brian? Pretty good, Steven. You guys enjoying your bye week down there? Yes. Uh, I mean, it was kind of a uh, it was kind of a letdown after that brilliant game that we saw on Monday night and then the garbage matchups that we saw all day on Thursday. But I did eat a lot of food, so that made them a little bit more enjoyable. Yeah, right on. I, I think that the Monday Night Football promos for this week should just be not Tennessee Houston, but parentheses not Rams Chiefs. <laughs> yes, no. Just we're never going to see a football game like that one ever again on ESPN. So watch this garbage game that nobody cares about except for Texans fans. 
Uh, but where I want to start today, Brian, my guy, Lamar Jackson. I have never been more excited for a Ravens game in my entire life. I was pretty, I was pretty stoked for him to play last week, but they didn't really let him pass all that much. He passed a little bit, had an absurd amount of carries. But uh, where can we project Lamar Jackson today? One, because he's got he's got a fantastic matchup today. But if Joe Flacco misses any significant time down the stretch, like is Lamar Jackson somebody that a team in fantasy could lean on for a playoff run? The schedule would say so, uh, and uh, I don't know. They're saying Flacco will be back next week, but uh, there's no guarantee he's going to take the job back. He certainly won't. If uh, Jackson has a good game today, which on paper he should, but uh, you know, with, with Jackson, the, the sky is the limit. But there's still a very scary floor for me. And everyone, I've gotten a lot of that's our Jackson over quarterback X, quarterback Y, and these are all big name quarterbacks. And uh, a lot of the time, I'm still saying stick with the safer name, like a Kirk Cousins or Aaron Rodgers or even a Deshaun Watson, who I like this week. I mean, I'm excited if anyone to watch Lamar Jackson, and I think he could go off today against the Raiders. But we're going to speak primarily to Daly right now. His ownership is going to be sky high. This is the perfect time in big tournaments to fade Lamar Jackson because <laughs> uh, people are going to be all over him at the cheap price against the Raiders, yada, yada, yada. Carried the ball 27 times today. He's unproven as a passer, like you said. I, I just think uh, something seems off about this to me. You know what I mean? It's too good to be true right now. I'll just put it that way. But uh, I'm hoping for the best. He easily could blow up. But uh, I would not be going all in on him in daily because uh, he could go belly up. And there's no differentiating yourself from even Lamar this week. That's the bottom line. And. I, in multiple leagues, loaded up on Chiefs and Rams players, so I've got a lot of buys this week. So Lamar Jackson is starting for me in several several leagues today, but I could easily see him. Yes, it's it's exciting because I think he's got a lot of boom potential, but he could easily just come out and have like 150 yards and no touchdowns and let everybody down. So I don't have him in any daily lineups. That is solid advice from our guy Brian Johnson of Fanball.com. Um so I want to ask you about Jameis Winston and whatever the hell is going on in Tampa Bay with them just changing quarterbacks every other week. Uh, but has there ever been a, a bigger boomer bust quarterback than Jameis Winston in fantasy football history? Oh, yeah, but uh, I can't think of a better one in history off the top of my head, but um I'm more interested in how uh, you know the other players are affected by this quarterback carousel they got going on down there. Um, Mike Evans, starting with him, uh, whether it's been Winston or uh, Fitzpatrick, his touchdowns have been about the same this year, but he's averaging more yards and uh, catches with Winston under center. But um, the big difference is between Adam Humphreys and Deshaun Jackson. When Winston's the quarterback, Humphreys' target share is up to about 20%, which is twice as high as it is when Fitzgerald is the quarterback. And then it's the complete opposite for Deshaun Jackson. Uh, you know, Fitzgerald had eyes for Ejax, Winston does not. So uh, I'm liking uh, Humphreys today uh, the most out of the um, Tampa wide receivers. And then uh, Cameron Brake, too, an obvious great play. Everyone knows he's the guy now with uh, Jose Howard on IR. But um, his splits have been way better with Winston in the lineup uh, going back to the start of last year. He played in 18 games with Winston, seven without. But uh, his numbers have just been, you know, awful. Uh, without Winston. Granted, a lot of those games uh, have come with O.J. Howard in the second year, but um, yeah, I don't know. If Winston throws three, four picks again today, I don't know if he can ever trust him as a starter again. It's insane, but uh, he should come through in a very, very needy matchup at home 
for a West Coast team going east. Uh, another matchup that I'm really excited about today is this Giants and Eagles game. And really specifically, it's because the Eagles are starting wide receivers at cornerbacks in practice because they are just so devastated by injuries in that secondary. Uh, but but that being said, does that me does that make a guy like Eli Manning a must start this week? Because if he's ever going to have a monster game this season, it would look like it could be this matchup. Yeah, without a doubt. Uh, I, I know it. As of Friday morning, not a single, as alluded to, not a single cornerback had even practiced for the Eagles, but all five on roster. All five backups, really, <laughs> aren't practicing. So, yeah, and I know you're talking about, you know, Lamar Jackson over some people. I play a lot of two quarterback leagues. Uh, one, I got Andrew Luck locked in as quarterback one, but then I'm torn between Rodgers, Lamar Jackson, and Eli for this very reason. Yeah, this game, these teams usually put up points when they play each other, and, uh, the Giants' defense is not too good this year, so this should be a, a shootout of epic proportions. And uh, so, yeah, you know, Eli is a very strong play, and daily when you're factoring in price, uh, it, he's a top five option this week, without a doubt. Yeah, uh, yeah, I love Eli Manning. That's that's part of the reason I'm excited about this game is because I think Eli Manning can actually have a good game. Uh, but I'm well, also the Giants are kind of hot, and they win this game and right back in the, the mix, <laughs> yeah. division, which is amazing. So, uh, yeah. Oh, and on the other side of the ball for the Eagles, I'm also excited because uh, Ian Rappaport reported this morning that supposedly Josh Adams is going to get a starter's workload today. Now he's been uh, he's been very good in the limited work that he's gotten over the past few games, averaging like seven yards a carry. Um, so Josh Adams is that a guy that like one you should have already picked him up in most of your fantasy leagues, but is he the type of guy that can be good enough down the stretch to potentially win you your league? Uh, I don't. I can't go that far, but yeah, definitely got Adam. Um, certainly can't fault you for starting him in seasonal play this week if you're, you know, a, a Kareem Hunt and or Todd Gurley owner and whoever else is on by. But, you know, Philly has never leaned on one one running back in the Doug Peterson era. That's pretty short, but really historically they haven't since like Shady McCoy way back in the day. So uh, I don't know. And, and in terms of Adam today. It, He'll probably be a little chalky on daily with this news, and his price is pretty low. But again, this game is all about the passing. It's going to be all about the passing for the Eagles. Uh, the Giants certainly lean on Saquon Barkley, but they have weapons through the air. And I just think, I think the Eagles are going to have to keep pace with New York uh, in this one. So I'm not super excited about Adams uh, today, and I'm a little tepid moving forward. But he does seem like the best option out of that backfield. But I still think Smallwood and well, not so much Clement, but I think Smallwood will still factor in on third down and take about 30, 35% of the touches from Adams, but he certainly should be rostered in basically every format. And uh, it does sound like Melvin Gordon is going to play today. He was uh, questionable all week. It sounded like maybe he wasn't going to play, but now it sounds like he's convinced his coaches this morning that he should be good to go. Um, e- even if Melvin Gordon does play going up against a uh, very bad Arizona Cardinals run defense. Would you still give Austin Eckler a look today, although he slowed down quite a bit from his stellar start to the year? I think you got to pump the brakes with Gordon uh, saying he's going to play. It's, there are some concerns that he had to convince his coaches to play, and yes, if they get up big, they won't really need him. Uh, but I don't know. It's just muddies the water too much for Eckler. He's a, a desperation play in seasonal now. Uh, I wouldn't throw that dart in uh, daily. And uh, what's really happened now is this, this has become the ultimate contrarian setup for tournament play where 
Gordon was going to be a popular player before this supposed injury, and now people are going to be very hesitant to use him with a high price, but in a great matchup. And if he does go, you know, get gets his full workload <laughs> against this Arizona Cardinals defense that is awful against running backs, and you're probably going to get him at under like five percent owned in these tournaments. If you uh, you have the means, to, you know, if you're playing multiple lineups, I would. Uh, put Gordon in a few and just hope that he gets his 20-plus touches because he could really go off and you'd be one of the sole beneficiaries of it this week because people are going to be very, very scared to uh, use him in daily. And, Brian, I forgot to ask you while we were talking about Lamar Jackson, but who the hell is Gus Edwards? Like, where where did this guy come from? <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm pumping. I could pump the brakes a few times. I'm pumping the brakes hardest on Gus Edwards. Let's see it again. Um you know, for all we know, Ty Montgomery could have the day today, or Buck Allen could get back in the next. I don't think Alex Collins is active, but maybe he, you know, resurrects himself next week. I, I need to see more Gus Edwards before uh, uh, I declare him, you know, RB one, yeah. RB two moving forward. And again, he's another very, very scary chalk play in uh, daily today. He's going to be very highly owned, and uh, who knows if uh, you can see 10-plus touches. You think you would, but yeah, i got to see it before I'm paying up. It does kind of seem like the Ravens just do this. Like, they have these running backs that come out of nowhere that you've never heard of, that you that there's no reason to ever have them rostered, and then just all of a sudden they have these good running backs. And, and it just yeah, doesn't make do sense. tight ends, too. Yeah. Like they got, like, four tight ends that are always rotating around. You're like, oh, this is the tight end I want. Nope, it's this one. So, yeah, I'm uh, well, I'm in the wait-and-see wait mode with Gus the bus. Uh, but t- tell the people how they can win money on fanball.com, Brian. Uh, why don't you, just, you can either head to the lobby or right now just go to fanball.com slash foreplay, the number four, or spell it out, F-O-U-R. Don't spell it out, F-O-R-C, the golf term. But uh, it's just going to take you to our biggest GPP, which is, uh, again, to take me to church. Uh, $10,000 GPP, but this week uh, we added the, the four-play bonus that we had on Thanksgiving where if you had the, in addition to winning $2,000 for first and, you know, our long list of uh, cash prizes, if you have on roster in the same lineup uh, the highest-scoring quarterback, running back, wide receiver, and tight end, uh, you'll win or share in an extra $1,000 prize pool. So, uh, well, of course, we got our auctions going and daily drafts and a bunch of other salary staff contests, so... Uh, Got a couple hours for kickoff. Please head to fanball.com. We would all appreciate it. There you go. You can follow him on Twitter at BTXJ. Thank you very much, Brian. We'll catch up with you next week. Thanks, Stephen. Have a good one. Coming up next, we will get back to some more matchups. Fanball's Fantasy Football Sunday, 610 Sports Radio. I really hate Jordan Rogers. Just got, I've got, got, I've got all these takes built up from a week of vacation and not being on the air. All the stuff that I missed out on that I didn't get to talk about. I really hate Aaron Rodgers' brother, Jordan Rogers. But that's not why you're here this morning. So let's get back to the matchups and try to go through some more of these games. <laughs> the. Seattle Seahawks at the uh, Carolina Panthers. Chris Carson had 17 carries last week. Rashad Penny looks like he's uh, 
worked his way back into a role, I suppose. I mean, I'm not confident in uh, trotting him out every single week or anything like that, but he could be a desperation play as it still looks like Chris Carson, when healthy, is going to be the top dog in that backfield, but Rashad Penny is going to have a role moving forward. Uh, Panthers have been good against the run, though, but they've given up a lot of rushing scores, so the Panthers have... They have one of the top blitz rates in the NFL as well, and Russell Wilson has been brilliant against the blitz all season long. But shockingly, Russell Wilson has not topped 300 passing yards in a single game this season. I guess that's not really shocking when you look at his pass catchers, his offensive line, and he's basically running for his life every single game. But Russell Wilson is still a fantastic player, so he still finds a way to get the job done. So I still like Russell Wilson in this game. Doug Baldwin's banged up with the groin again. Uh, So I'm probably not going to play him this week. There's potential that he doesn't play at all. I do love Tyler Lockett. He is still their best passing option this season. And he's going uh, against the Carolina pass defense that can definitely be had, especially deep. Uh, Panthers have been torched against the slot. And uh, with if Doug Baldwin does not play, then Tyler Lockett should move into the slot for a majority of his snaps. Uh, So, I mean, if Baldwin does play, it's a good matchup for him on paper, but he is banged up and it sounds like he is doubtful. Uh, As far as uh, the Panthers go, Seahawks have given up 300 more passing yards and multiple scores in three out of four games. Christian McCaffrey should obviously be in your lineup. I like Greg Olson a lot as well. Uh, Devin Funches isn't expected to play, so DJ Moore might be the top wide receiver for the Panthers this season. Uh, But he's a little too inconsistent for me to uh, put a lot of faith in him. I, I, I do think that he's going to get the looks and Cam has to throw to somebody, but this also feels like it could be a very big Christian McCaffrey game. Cam Newton's locked into your season-long lineup, but I don't necessarily love him in any in any daily lineups in this game. Um, but he's going to have to run, and he's probably going to run a lot. So, so Cam is still a solid play, but uh, he's not a guy that I am desperately trying to get into my lineup today. And Greg Olson's been... Solid, I, I guess he's been he's been pretty consistent when healthy. Uh, and the Seattle defense isn't great against the tight end position, so Greg Olson should absolutely be in your lineup. But other than that, I'm not really looking forward to anybody else in this game. <laughs> the Oakland Raiders at the Baltimore Ravens. I am very excited for this matchup, but let, let's be completely honest. Like there was, you know, we we had that Chiefs Rams game Monday night. That that brilliant elegant football game that was the, the the perfect watching experience that anybody could have asked for and then we had those garbage games on Thursday and then we've got a we got a pretty garbage lineup of games today like I might have to watch this Raiders Ravens game just to see Lamar Jackson and then I might just go see uh Fantastic Beast the Crimes of Grindelwald because I really want to see that movie and because the rest of these games are just trash man like Jared Cook's the only guy for the Raiders that you should probably start, uh, but he's been garbage since his start, since his early season success. Uh, the only thing you can really do to exploit the Ravens' defense is against the tight end position because the Ravens' defense is top five in virtually every statistical category that there is, but they have been rough against the tight end position. So Jared Cook might be the only guy worth starting for the Raiders in this one. I refuse to talk about their wide receivers. Joey Nelson, Martavis Bryant still hurt. I don't even know who else is playing pa- is, is catching passes for the Oakland Raiders. Uh, Doug Martin's been okay, but now he's banged up. Derek Carr is terrible. Just stay away from the Oakland Raiders. I am, of course, starting my guy, Lamar Jackson, in multiple leagues. Very excited about it. Loved what he did last week. We expect him not to have 27 rushing attempts again to hopefully pass the ball a little bit more today. 
And as you heard from Brian Johnson, he's going to be daily play. He is going to be one of the most popular starts of the week. So if you want to kind of go away from the fold, don't start Lamar Jackson. But I'm starting him because I just love the guy as a player, and I'm really excited to watch him play today. And I hope that this isn't the last time we get to see him play this year. Uh, But that being said, I don't really love any of the Ravens' pass catchers just because I don't know how much they're actually going to allow Lamar Jackson to throw. If they're going to allow him to throw at all, like it has to be against this Raiders team because we know the Raiders are just terrible at every level across their entire roster. So I still like him, but I don't love their pass catchers. I mean, Willie Seed, who he did get a lot of action last week. Uh, So Willie Seed could be a guy that you start in your daily lineup because he might be one of Lamar Jackson's favorite targets when he does throw the ball. I do. I don't hate John Brown because I still think John Brown is probably the most talented wide receiver that they have. And Michael Crabtree is just bad. Like, like Michael Crabtree shouldn't be in anybody's starting lineup anymore or ever again. Like I would be surprised if Michael Crabtree is on a roster come next season. And I'm basically, so when it comes to Gus Edwards, I'm basically with my guy, Brian Johnson. I, I don't, I don't know anything about Gus Edwards. He came out of nowhere last last week, was wildly effective with the work that he got, but the Ravens still have like four running backs that they could start at any given time, and Alex Collins is banged up. He might not go in this one, but that doesn't necessarily mean that Gus Edwards is going to be the feature back moving forward. So uh, season-long leagues absolutely pick up Gus Edwards, but I would not start him this week. I want to see it another week. I want to see some consistency from him because maybe this is a type of thing where it's just with Lamar Jackson for a comfort thing while they're trying to ease him into the starting role. But if Joe Flacco comes back next week, maybe Gus Edwards goes back to the bench unless he's wildly effective again today. I don't know. We don't know. So I, I'm just not willing to risk that, especially if I'm like borderline playoff contention right now and I am trying to get into the postseason over the next two weeks and I absolutely have to win. I'm not really really willing to risk my season on Gus Edwards. <laughs> Arizona Cardinals at the Los Angeles Chargers. Chargers defense isn't great against the run uh, and not great against pass catching running back. So David Johnson, of course, fantastic start since Byron Leftwich took over as offensive coordinator. David Johnson has looked like the superstar caliber player that we all know he is. But everyone else is on your bench, including Larry Fitzgerald, who's going to see Desmond King all day today. And Desmond King's actually been better this year than Casey Hayward, who will be on the other side, who will probably see a lot of Christian Kirk. So I don't like Josh Rosen today. I don't like Larry Fitzgerald. I don't like Christian Kirk. And drop Ricky Seals-Jones. I picked Ricky Seals-Jones up last week because he had been getting worked in the offense more with Byron Leftwich. I thought maybe he was finally starting to, going to be, to show some consistency, and then he had like one catch for seven yards. Drop him. Get him out of your lineups. He doesn't belong on your roster anymore. He is not going to be consistent at all and thus should not be on your team. On the other side, Phillip Rivers is clearly in your lineup. Uh, Melvin Gordon wants to go, but he's going to be a game-time decision. Uh, I mean, if he does go, he has to be in your lineup because Arizona's one of the worst run defenses in the NFL. Um, If he doesn't go, obviously Austin Eckler needs to be in your lineup. And, And really, if... Austin Eckler is available because a lot of teams a lot of teams probably dropped Austin Eckler because he's widely owned early on in the season because he was productive even as the backup running back to Melvin Gordon. He was still scoring every week. He was catching passes. He was getting carries. And he was being wildly productive with all those. That has all come to an end. He slowed down quite a bit. He hasn't been productive in several weeks. But if Melvin Gordon does not play, 
Austin Eckler absolutely has to be in your lineup. And, and it might be worth the risk to play him anyways because if they get up big, they're probably just going to rest Melvin Gordon. And, and frankly... If I'm the Chargers, I'm not playing Melvin Gordon because if there's any risk that he re-injures himself, why would you play him in a game that you know you're going to win without him anyways because Arizona's just not a very good football team. Uh, Tyrell Williams is also doubtful in this one. It sounds like he might play, but uh, even if he does, I'm not willing to take a chance on him as he will probably see Patrick Peterson for a majority of the day. And if he doesn't, then Mike Williams will probably see Patrick Peterson for a majority of the day. So either way, I'm not starting either one of the Williams brothers this week. But as far as Keenan Allen goes, he's actually got a pretty good matchup. Uh, Buda Baker, who's a uh, fantastic player for the Arizona Cardinals, might not play in this one. So if he doesn't play, Keenan Allen's going to be matched up in the slot with their backup slot corner, which is a much nicer matchup for him. So I actually like Keenan Allen a lot in today's matchup. (laughs) The Pittsburgh Steelers at the Denver Broncos. Ben's been good enough on the road this season to keep him in your lineups. The, uh, you know, road home split hasn't been quite as terrible as years past, so he still should be in your lineup probably today. Uh, and they've still been decent but not great, so it's not a brutal matchup. Uh, Antonio Brown and James Conner should obviously still be in your lineup. Although Denver, since giving up back-to-back 200-yard games to Isaiah Crowell and Todd Gurley earlier this season, Denver is only giving up like three yards per carry since then. Like, they, they have figured it out. So, so the, the run defense has been much more improved. So it, it, it isn't a great matchup for James Conner, but I still think it's a solid matchup for James Conner because you give up back-to-back 200 yards. Like, even if you have figured it out and you're playing better, you could still be exploited. So I still think James Conner is in for a big game today. Uh, Juju, I love Juju. He is my guy, but he's going to be matched up with Chris Harris. And Chris Harris is still a baller. So... It's a tough matchup for Juju. I'm still playing him in a lot of season-long leagues because odds are you you don't have a more talented wide receiver, but it is a very tough matchup for Juju Smith-Schuster today. And as far as uh, the tight end matchup goes, I actually like Vance McDonald a lot. They've allowed a tight end touchdown in three straight games. So Vance McDonald should absolutely be in your lineup today. Uh, As far as the Denver Broncos go, uh, Pittsburgh's been pretty good against the run all season. Well, more than pretty good. They've been fantastic against running backs all season. Uh, but uh, Philip Lindsay is still startable because he's Philip Lindsay and he's been good. I, I I don't I don't want any part of Royce Freeman today. Uh, but Pitt doesn't give up a ton of rushing yards. Uh, but you're going to get the opportunities with Phil though because he, he's just the most talented offensive player they have right now. I don't like Emmanuel Sanders at all in this one. Uh, because he's going to be matched up against Mike Hilton. And Mike Hilton's actually for a Pittsburgh pass defense that we say you can pass all over, that they've actually been much more improved recently. And Mike Hilton quietly is having a fantastic season as a slot cornerback. He's not given up a single touchdown this season. And Emmanuel Sanders just hasn't been getting the work that we thought he was going to when they traded Demarius Thomas. He has been absolutely brutal lately. I don't like Emmanuel Sanders at all. If I don't like Emmanuel Sanders, that means I don't like Cortland Sutton either. Because he hasn't been very productive. So Jeff Hyerman is probably the only Broncos pass catcher that I am willing to take a shot on. And that's just because the tight end position is absolutely brutal. And Case Keenum isn't even a streamer. Case Keenum doesn't belong in your lineup ever. But uh, we got to hit a quick timeout. When we get back, I'll give you my sleepers, streamers, and busts. Fanball's Fantasy Football Sunday, 610 Sports Radio.
Welcome back into Fanball's Fantasy Football Sunday. I know you're probably going to be devastated by this news, but uh, the Chiefs were on bye this past week. So sadly, there will not be a Therese Paler show this week. But uh, coming up next week, December 3rd, you can catch the guys Therese Paler show around the show, Hughley and Josh Vernier at uh, Tanner's on 39th Street. It's not too far from my spot. I might have to swing through. It's one of the best hours of football radio here in Kansas City. Uh, but coming up in about 10 minutes, my guy Jay Binkley takes over, and he's got you until 11.30, where you can then hear the pregame coverage of the Oakland Raiders at the Baltimore Ravens. Lamar Jackson Day. I am very excited about that. Uh, but right now, something we call Thursday night this morning, where we uh, discuss what we saw from Thursday's matchups. Obviously, it was Thanksgiving. So there was three games that I'm going to burn through really quick. After the smack that we all injected into our veins Monday night during the Chiefs and the Rams game, we came back down to earth on Thanksgiving. The Bears' defense is really, really good, and Matt Patricia is still a really bad coach, and the Lions suck. I don't buy into Dallas whatsoever, but I do like Amari Cooper moving forward for fantasy purposes. Talent was always there with him in Oakland. He just needed the change of scenery. I think they are going to force-feed him the ball the rest of the year, but I don't think Dallas is like a playoff team or anything like that. But I do like Amari Cooper moving forward as a fantasy starter. And the Atlanta Falcons just aren't a very good team. The Saints are the best team in the NFL. Uh, I think mean, it's pretty safe to say the Atlanta Falcons just decimated by injury. Just look like, just don't look anything like a contending caliber team. And they're going to lose a lot of a lot of guys to free agency coming up the next next year. That they've got some decisions that they need to make there. My sleeper of the week. I don't know if you can really call him a sleeper because I, if you've listened to Fanball's Fantasy Football Sunday all season, you know he's my guy, Marlon Mack, running back for the Indianapolis Colts. He slowed down a little bit since his stellar start coming back from injury. He was a monster his first two games. Next two games was kind of eh, and then he was pretty solid last week. But he's got a lovely matchup today with the Miami Dolphins, who are a bottom three team against running backs in the NFL. He should be locked into all of your lineups today. I think Marlon Mack is in for an absolute monster game. Let's get to our streamer. My guy, David Njoku. He's one of the most disappointing players of the season for me. I I highly touted him all offseason. My Cleveland Browns. I still love David Njoku as a player. I think he's one of the most physically gifted athletes in the NFL, but it hasn't really translated to a ton of success. If he, uh, But if he can't do it against the Cincinnati Bengals, and I don't think he's ever going to do it, and if he doesn't do it, then maybe I will just concede that David Njoku isn't quite as talented as I thought, but I do think he is. He's still, even with a disappointing season, he's still easily a top 15 tight end in the NFL because the position is trash this year. So, I that's... David Njoku. But as far as my bus go, that's the wrong one, but I'm just going to roll with it. Emmanuel Sanders. <laughs> uh, he was supposed to get all the targets without Demarius Thomas in the lineup, uh, but he's been pretty bad. He struggled, and he has a matchup on paper that looks pretty good, but Pittsburgh's past defense against the slot wide receiver position has actually been fantastic all year as they haven't given up a single touchdown to us to the slot. So Emmanuel Sanders, not in my lineup today should probably shouldn't be in your lineup moving forward as he still isn't. He's just not a factor. So 
I don't think Emmanuel Sanders needs to be in your lineup moving forward. We got a couple more matchups we need to get to the Dolphins at the Colts. I don't really like anybody for the Miami Dolphins, although Ryan Tannehill is supposed to be back today. Uh, maybe Frank Gore gets a lot of runs. He's got double-digit carries in seven straight games, but he hasn't scored a rushing touchdown all year. The Colts are quietly very good against the run as well. Uh, so I don't really want anything to do with any Dolphins pass catchers. I don't want Ryan Tannehill in my lineup. And so maybe Frank Gore is the one guy you can take a shot on. Andrew Luck's obviously locked into your lineup each and every week. Uh, Marlon Mack, you just heard. I love Marlon Mack today. He's got an absolutely fantastic matchup against a terrible Dolphins run defense. T.Y.'s been lights out the last month, and he's still got a tough matchup against Xavier uh, Howard, but he he hasn't been quite as elite recently as he was earlier on in the year, so I, I still think he can give T.Y. some run today. And, of course, I love Jack Doyle and Eric Ebron. Eric Ebron had a bad game last week, but the position sucks. He scored nine touchdowns this season. They are both top tight ends moving forward. The uh, Green Bay Packers at the Minnesota Vikings. Vikings secondary has been incredible over the last two months. The first meeting this season with Rodgers, he had one of his worst games of the year. Rodgers has really struggled against the Vikings over the last few years with Mike Zimmer being their head coach. They also might not have Jimmy Graham in this one. So uh, Devontae Adams, clearly a must start. Uh, But Scantling has been pretty quiet recently. So so if you start Scantling in this one in a very tough matchup against a spectacular Vikings secondary, he is really just a dart throw. Randall Cobb, questionable. He's a true game-time decision. So uh, outside of Devontae Adams, I don't really like the matchup for the Green Bay Packers today. Aaron Rodgers probably in your lineup if you're in a season-long league. But if you can't afford to Benjamin, if Lamar Jackson's still available on your waiver wire, I think I would go pick up Lamar Jackson a season long and start him over Aaron Rodgers this week. Yes, that is correct. Aaron Jones is an absolutely awesome player. Uh, but the Vikings are an, are an incredible run defense. They've only given up two rushing touchdowns this season. That's the best in the NFL, only allowing 3.6 yards per carry. They are absolutely great against the run, but they are actually like bottom seven against pass-catching running backs. So I do think Aaron Jones can still do some damage in the passing game in this one as long as the Packers make it a point to get him involved. Uh, Green Bay secondary has a ton of injuries. They might have three to four cornerbacks who are game-time decisions in this one. So I absolutely love Kirk Cousins today. Stephon Diggs got 18 targets last week, so you have to play him. Adam Thielen is obviously in your lineup. I don't need to spend much time on him. Kyle Rudolph is still a terrible player and should not be in your lineup. And I do actually like Dalvin Cook this week. Um, Outside of his 70-yard run against the Lions, though, he has been pretty bad. But I do think this is a matchup where they can get him involved a lot. And I think Latavius Murray is even a a bi-week fill-in for your Todd Gurley, Kareem Hunt owners as just hoping that he gets a goal line carry or two. Uh, Monday night matchup, Tennessee Titans at the Houston Texans. Stayed away from all Titans, of course. Uh, Marcus Mariota, game time decision. Blaine Gabbert might be the starter. Uh, so we don't really know what's going on there. Uh, you don't want to start Derrick Henry or Deion Lewis because neither one of them has been consistent at all this season. I mean, if you're going to start anybody against the Texans, I guess it's Deion Lewis because the Texans can be had by pass catching running backs. So you're banking on them trying to utilize Deion Lewis in the passing game. Uh, Corey Davis is the only wide receiver we're talking about for the Tennessee Titans. Uh, but it's a very tough matchup as the Houston Texans defense and their secondary has been very, very solid over the past five games. Um, as far as the Texans go, Demarius Thomas has been a complete afterthought, which is weird. You know, they, they traded for him, so you would think that they would want to get him involved, but he just hasn't been getting the looks. He hasn't been getting the targets. DeAndre Hopkins is clearly in your lineup. And Kiki should be in your lineup. 
He got like 40% of the target share last week in his first game back from injury. Deshaun Watson just loves him. So, I, I mean, Watson's a clear starter, especially if you got a Patrick Mahomes or Jared Goff on by. I love Kiki this week. Love DeAndre Hopkins. It's a good matchup. Tit- Titans defense is actually pretty solid, but they've been pretty bad against the pass. Uh, Watson, Watson's got, uh, since having that huge five touchdown game, though, he hasn't topped 25 passes in five straight. So, for some reason, they just haven't been passing that much. I think that can change against this game because the Titans are pretty good against the running game. So, I don't like Lamar Miller at all in this game. He's only got two rushing touchdowns all season. And I just don't think Lamar Miller is all that talented of a player, if I'm being completely honest. But I do like Deshaun Watson a lot today. I think he's got to throw more than 25 times because they just have to get him going through the air, especially down the stretch. Um I mean, they're, they're, they're a playoff-caliber team, so he, he needs the opportunities. They have to give him a chance to throw the ball a little bit more. I don't understand why he isn't getting the opportunity to throw the football. But uh, thank you guys for listening to uh, Fanball's Fantasy Football Sunday. Uh, you can hear us every Sunday morning at 9 a.m., and uh, my guy Jay Binkley's coming up here in just a minute. Uh, we, we've got two weeks left in the fantasy football season, so hopefully... I do appreciate you guys listening to us all year, and, and hopefully we helped you win some games. Uh, and hopefully over the last few weeks, I will try to help you win some games and help you get into the fantasy postseason. Um, can't say Chiefs are on by today. Uh, and I, I do think Melvin Gordon is going to play today, but if he doesn't play, then obviously Austin Eckler needs to be in your lineup. And Aaron Jones does have a very nice matchup text line. So so give Aaron Jones a crack because he can do some damage in the passing game. Uh, But thank you guys so much. Coming up next, my guy, Jay Binkley.